2023 NFC South season-long player props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is give, offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they give when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SGP. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, August the 28th, currently 5.08 on the East Coast to get into our seventh division for the upcoming NFL season for our season-long player props. And today we're going to be discussing the good old NFC South uh, today. Uh, this division, I will say, it has flipped over the last couple of seasons. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Obviously, a uh, uh, youth movement and a lot of quarterback changes, but we'll discuss that as we kind of go through the uh, prop cast here with our player props. But I got my guys here with me as usual. First, the hardest working man in the sports media space. It's Rod via Gomez. Rod, how's it hanging, my man? I am happy to be home. As those of you who listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast know, I was away for about half a week last week, and uh, it's just nice to be back in the friendly confines of this office and uh, talking to NFL with you guys. I mean, it's nothing says Monday than the PropCast. Ever so closer to the NFL season, I can, I'm can. i starting to smell the, the green grass there, Rod. But yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close, my man. Who else is joining us here? You guys know him. He is the prop god. It's Crispy Cap and Chris. How's it feeling, my man? How you doing this Monday? What's up? You know, what's up, Rod? Uh, like Rod said, man, excited to be back. Uh, you know, had the weekend off. Um, and like you said, you know, the, the NFL season is slowly but surely getting here, man. This is what? Propcast number seven. So we only have, you yeah. know, we'll be done with seven at the end of this episode and only have one left. And the good thing about being done, even though it's really good to be able to talk to you guys about it, is we, we get that much closer to football. So excited for the show today. Um, and let, let's get it going, you know? Yeah, man, preseason uh, wrapped up last night on Sunday between my Texans and the Saints. Um, so that just means we're about 10 days away, maybe a little less than 10 days away from the NFL season. The first game of the regular season that kicks off next Thursday night between the Lions and the Chiefs. But, hey, we still have some business to take care of here, giving out hopefully some more winners to our listeners. And like I mentioned, today it's going to be the NFC South we're going to be discussing here for our season-long player props. And, Guys, like I alluded to before, this division is going through a youth movement, especially at the quarterback position for at least three out of the four teams, right? We have uh, number one overall pick in this last year's NFL draft and Bryce Young, who's going to be taking over for the quarterback position for the Carolina Panthers. Desmond Bitter has been officially named the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. He did play in the final four weeks of the regular season last year for the Atlanta Falcons, taking over for Marcus Mariota. Uh, Derek Carr comes over from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders to be the 
quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And the Buccaneers are probably going to go through maybe a little bit of a quarterback carousel, starting with Baker Mayfield. But it feels like they we may see some Kyle Trask uh, sooner rather than later if Baker Mayfield does struggle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But just kind of looking at the division as a whole, there's still a lot of great young talent in this uh, division, guys. But, um, Chris, let me start with you before we do get to our player props here. Any any players that you're excited to watch out for in this division? Because like we mentioned, there's a lot of great talent. Obviously, I believe the biggest name as far as a youth movement goes is probably Bijan Robinson out of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, Bijan is a, is a really, really good one. It actually correlates with one of my player props that we'll talk about in a second. We'll save that for um, later then. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll save that for later. But, but I mean, it's a lot. You know, this is actually a, a really, um, you know, talented division. There's a lot of talent there, whether it's, you know, some of the younger players like the quarterbacks that you just mentioned, or, you know, it's just maybe it's somebody like, uh, you know, um, like Mike Thomas getting a chance to, to, to be healthy. He's only played 10 yeah. games over the last two seasons. So seeing him back healthy, um, Derek Carr coming over, you know, as a, uh, I wouldn't say elite, but, you know, a, a solid, you know, uh, um, quarterback to, to be in this division as well. Someone that can throw the ball down the field and we can look for some big plays. Um, Olave from from uh, from the Saints. I'm, I'm interested to see how how Chris performs in his second year. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Bryce Young, we didn't mention yet, but I'm interested yep. to see how he, you know, see how he pans out down there in Carolina. So it's a lot of interesting talent in his division for sure, you know, that I'm excited for. Rod, thoughts on the, the youth movement here in this division? Well, and it leads to the range of outcomes for this division being very, very much polar opposites. You could have a very strong division with a lot of young talent or a young division that just is struggling because they don't have the necessary uh, experience to make this exciting. So, I mean, we saw last last season, right? This division was really close anyways, record-wise and, and really just talent-wise yeah. altogether, right? It could be that way, but it could either be that they're another struggling, barely over 500 division, or, you know, you could have two or, or even three teams kind of break away from the pack. Sorry, Tampa, you guys aren't even close to being ready for this, but you could have three teams kind of breaking away from the pack and being solid contenders, Maybe not for the NFC crown, but at least competing with each other, you know, hard all season long to try to uh, to make this a more interesting division than it was last year. Yeah, last season, like you mentioned, before we get to our player props here, the winning team was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, with a record of eight and nine. And the last three teams in that division were all tied at seven and ten. So something we may see uh, similar to what happened last season in the NFC South. So, gentlemen, uh, let's kick it off here with our first player props. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off, my man? What's your first player prop for this NFC South division? So we just talked a little bit about uh, Bijan, and I'm, I'm looking at his quarterback. Like, we talked about the quarterback controversy in this, you know, with all these young bodies. Uh, I'm looking at Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Uh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under on his passing yards. The number is already kind of low. Uh, it's only 2,600, but, you know, it, it is minus 105, so we're getting pretty good value there uh, over on DK. And, and it's, you know, we, we mentioned one of the key facts already. It's, it's the reliance of Bijan Robinson, right? Like this dude is if, – if we know what the Falcons' offense was last year, I don't expect for it to change too much. And I'm not saying that he doesn't, you know, have some progression. Typically those quarterbacks going from, from, quarter, from, from year number one to year number two, they do tend to make some progression sitting behind Mariota last year. Um, like you said, you know, in the, in the start, he did, you know, finish off the year four four starts at the end um, in those four games, though, last season. And you can call this, you know, maybe, you know, maybe this is just 
you know, the, the front office trying to protect him and the coaching staff trying to protect him. But uh, he only th- he, he he threw beyond the first down marker only 36 percent of the time last year. Um, oh. And to put that in perspective, <laughs> that ranks 41 out of 47 quarterbacks. So we're talking about dink and donks, you know, small chunks of yards, you know, screens, uh, dump downs to the running back. And I think we kind of see a little bit more of that this year. Atlanta also uh, passed with just 2,700 yards last year. They didn't even get 27. It's like 2,699, which was the second fewest in the league behind only the Bears. Uh, And I think we see some more of that this season. I think even with with Desmond taking more snaps, and like I said, this being his second year, um, the coaching staff still is going to protect them, I think. I think they're going to lean on other ways to score outside of him passing the ball down the field for big yardage. Um, and the guy can scramble. We, we know that he made a lot of plays with his legs when he was in college. So I think we see, you know, a little bit of a conservative offense. And I think that they struggle, um, you know, outside of London, outside of Pitts to, uh, you know, to get a lot of receiving yards, you know, and they're just going to run the ball a lot more than, than any other team. So give me his under 26, uh, pretty much 2,600 uh, passing yards over on DK minus 105. So not, not, not drinking too much juice at all. Yeah, I think it's that last point that you made about this Falcons team, which is um, probably going to be what leads to Desmond Ritter not throwing for a lot of yards this season is going to be that running game, right? Arthur Smith coming over from the Titans uh, from, what, two seasons ago. Um, and, and you know that they were a run first team over there in Titans. They still are with Derrick Henry, uh, but maybe they'd open up this season. But I think that's kind of translated over to this uh, Atlanta Falcons team under Arthur Smith. But you have three legitimate guys that can run the football here, that backfield for the Atlanta Falcons with obviously Bijan we talked about um, with Tyler Algier and also Cordero Patterson. Patterson probably just does goes back to the wide receiving group. But again, he's always still a threat to come out of that backfield to run the football, whether it's on jet sweeps or even just lining up in the backyard or backyard backfield like he did um, uh, for majority of the season last year. So um, I was looking at this one as well. I feel like one of you two would at least have this one. So I'm in agreement here 100 percent on Desmond Ritter here. Rod, thoughts on Desmond Ritter for this upcoming year? Well, how about two of us had that one? There we because go. I definitely had this one as well. Uh, definitely taking the under on this one, uh, exactly the way Chris laid it out. But I'll also add on this, he may not even be the starting quarterback all season. Taylor Heineke is right behind him. And we know yeah. Taylor has uh, has uh, established himself, right, in Washington to be a guy that can come in and at least bridge some gaps, right? Ritter starts to, to stumble. Ritter starts to have a bad start. They're not going to be – they're going to – Flies wasn't in front. They're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger on 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 him real quick and have Tyler line up and and have this as his team. So I, I definitely don't know that he's gonna last all season long. And if he doesn't, that under twenty six is going to. I mean, on face value, all he needs is one hundred fifty two yards a game, right, to average to be able to get to twenty six hundred. He does have Kyle Pitts. He does have Drake London. He will have Cordero Patterson back, right? Even a swing pass for Patterson can turn into some serious yak yards. But again. Whether or not he's still the, the starting quarterback on week 18 is why or how this whole prop hinges. And I don't think he's going to get there, honestly. So I think that and then he may miss games in the middle of the season, too. We haven't seen a full season out of him yet either for obvious reasons. But again, 2600, it seems like it's an attainable number, even to a guy who threw for almost 700 yards in four games. You're like, well, that's, that's not much more, right? Eh. If he doesn't play all 18, he's not hitting this mark. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You also bring up that I don't think that he'll last uh, la, the the full season. Um, I don't think Atlanta would have brought in a legitimate backup quarterback like in Tyler Haneke if they didn't, um, if they thought that Desmond Ritter would be there for the entire season. Um, 
But yeah, I, you guys make great points. I, I was already leaning towards the under here for Desmond Ritter. So uh, yeah, uh, player prop number one for both Chris and Rod. That's going to be the under on Desmond Ritter. You got uh, it this time, Chris. <laughs> yeah, time. I finally got one. I finally beat you to one, Rod. I love that we had the same notes, though. Uh, and one more thing I want to mention, you know, I, Rod right. mentioned it, and I, and I want to just piggyback off of it. Um, the contract that that my guy, Mister Mister uh, Tyler Haneke, got from the the Atlanta Falcons is actually the second most for any backup quarterback. So they like like Rod said, they didn't bring him there just to sit. You know, if they're struggling, and you think about the division, you mentioned this at the top, you know, but you think about this division, they were what a one away from going to the playoffs because all of the teams finished so closely, right? Every team has seven wins outside of. Tampa, who had one more win, so you know that can really change things if they're in the, if they you know if the competition is kind of where where we kind of all expect it to be and, and and looks like last year at all. I mean, look, there's a lot of hype coming around this team coming up for this upcoming season, right? I mean, there's a lot of young great talent like we've talked about, um, and again, like you mentioned, if they're in a hunt for the division or the even a playoff spot, and you know, Desmond Ritter isn't you know, performing well, Tyler Haneke has proven himself to, you know, carry a team into the playoffs uh, like he did with the commanders. So, uh, yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see how this kind of quarterback, um, at least for how the season pans out for Desmond Ritter for this upcoming season. Uh, all right, guys, before we get uh, over to my first player prop here, let me tell everyone where you can find uh, these player props and get down on some of these player props. And that's going to be over at DraftKings. And also, Week zero of college football is in the books. We are officially on to week one of college football. And if you're a college football fan, I mean, all of us are. We all love football. Are you ready for week one? DraftKings is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers that bet just $5 on any college football game can score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. Change comes fast. That's the one thing that's a lock, and that's a great offers from DraftKings. Life's more uh, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. All right, gentlemen, I am going to get over to my first player prop, and it's going to be another quarterback prop. And continuing on the under train here, uh, I'm going to go with Bryce Young. Under 3,450 and a half, I think, was a number that I saw. Yes, uh, for Bryce Young for this upcoming season. And I think that number one, to kind of look at this Carolina Panthers team, I'm not very much sold on their wide receiving group, right? We saw that we talked about the trade. Between the Bears and the Panthers, I definitely got rid of their, um, or traded, I should say, their best wide receiver, DJ Moore, over to the Chicago Bears as part of that trade for the number one overall pick. But you have to kind of look at that, right? They've got Adam Thielen in in free agency. Um, Thielen has been healthy, right? He's a year older. Um, And then you also have Terrence Marshall Jr., who was already dealing with some type of injuries uh, within the uh, training camp uh, going into, I think over the past couple of weeks, I think it was a shoulder injury for him as well. 
But I think there's a number one, a lot of pressure on Bryce Young to get um, to lead this team. We talked a lot about um, quarterbacks that get drafted that I firmly believe that they should sit out a year um, and learn from some of the veterans um, in the league. I think it worked out well for Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to work out very well for Jordan Love. But I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains that come in with this team of with the Carolina Panthers. Right? You have Frank Reich as the head coach. I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of Frank Reich. I think that he can get the job done, but I think that's just think there's a lack of weapons right now for Bryce Young uh, coming into the season. You talk about a number of 3,450 and a half yards. Sure, there's been 10, 11, 12 quarterbacks that have done it in their rookie season, uh, but I just don't think there's enough for this Carolina Panthers team. I really think that they're going to be involved in a lot of games this season that are going to be very low scoring, and I think they're going to really have to rely on their running games, right? Miles Sanders has come in over from the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's primed to have a pretty good season for this Carolina Panthers team. And we talked about this when we did the AFC South and some of the other divisions that have rookie quarterbacks and they really have strong running games. And how would you take some of the pressure off of these rookie quarterbacks by having a good, strong running game? I think it starts here with Miles Sanders and some of the depth that they do have for the Carolina Panthers. But for for Bryce Young, I know you know we talk about his his body frame that maybe it's not the typical NFL quarterback body that we do see. Maybe there's going to be some growing pains. So maybe there might be a, a a lingering issue that might happen or an injury that may happen with him. But I feel like at least in the first year, there may be some growing pains here for Bryce Young. And I thought this number was really high for it for for Bryce Young. So I'm taking the under. 3,450 and a half passing yards for Bryce Young for this upcoming season here, Rod. So, I mean, it's going to correlate right into another one of my player props. So I fully, uh, fully back you on this one, because like you said, it's when you put that much pressure on these guys and that's such a high number. I mean, Desmond Ritter's at 2,600, right? And, And this is his second year, but he's still a young quarterback. You expect a guy to come in and just shoulder the load on a team that is used to having a good running game, right? Christian McCaffrey was a staple there for so long. They leaned on him. They had Cam Newton, who still, you know, was a running quarterback as well. Uh, Bryce Young probably factors to be a little more mobile than than I think a lot of people are giving him credit for. So, you know, yeah, I I agree with you, and I'll I'll piggyback off of that uh, in in my second probably prop. Chris, thoughts on Bryce Young? I mean, you guys laid it out. I'm not going to regurgitate everything you said. You know, I'll just say this. If Bryce Young ends up with, what was the number, you know, 34? 34, 50 and a half. If he so 3,500 essentially. If he finishes with 3,500 yards, he'll he'll be in the in the top 15 quarterbacks in the, exactly. in the NFL, which is yeah. a lot, like Rob was saying, just, you know, asking him to do that much in his first year in a totally new situation. So, yeah, there's no way I could play this number being that high, you know. I'm with you. All right, let's get over to player prop number two here. Rod, why don't you leave this off? Because you said it correlates very nicely with the under on Bryce Young here. It does. And I found a number that, look, I know that that Miles Sanders rushing numbers somewhere around the 925. I think you can find it. I think it's maybe a little bit more than that. But I will find, I, I found on uh, FanDuel for Miles Sanders to have a thousand or more regular season rushing yards at plus money, at plus 135 for Miles Sanders to have over a thousand yards rushing. Now that's probably because a lot of people think Bryce Young is going to come out and throw the ball all over the place. Right. And, and to be that guy that throws for 3,500 yards, but I don't think that's going to happen. And again, because it's not that I don't think he's talented enough to do it, but that's a big number 
to hit. And that's a lot to put on a rookie quarterback. He's going to need to lean on Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders just came off of a 1,200-yard season with the Eagles, right? I get it's a different situation. I know it's not the same. But when you look back at what the Panthers did last season rushing, Dante Foreman had 914 yards on 203 carries. Dante Foreman. That's not Miles Sanders. That's Dante Foreman. Again, I know the situation is different, but this (laughs) is a young quarterback. This is somebody that is going to need to lean on his on his veteran running back, right? Christian McCaffrey on his way out, 393 yards. Chubba Hubbard, 466 yards, right? So that team ran for well over a thousand yards last season. So that that tells me this is still a running team. They brought in Miles Sanders, who is a running back, right? It, for him to get a thousand yards, I don't think that's even going to be a question. And the fact that it's plus money to get him a thousand yards, because you could bet on his over at minus one ten, that's fine. But why not just say if he's going to get nine twenty five, he's going to get a thousand, right? And and take that chance yeah. and and double your money on it. So again, like you said, I don't know that Bryce Young is going to be able to get the the bulk of what he needs to get. He's got Thielen, right, which is okay. Um, he's got DJ Moore uh, or not DJ Moore anymore. He, he's gone. DJ Chark uh, on the yeah. other end of that. And again, these aren't thousand yard receive these don't scream thousand yard receivers maybe adam thielen to a certain extent but where are the other 2400 yards coming from are they coming from jonathan mingo are they coming from terrence marshall uh lavisca chanel like where are they coming from so again i'm just i think that miles sanders is going to be a much bigger part of this offense especially early on a thousand yards easy plus money even better I mean, you take a look at some of the past rush efficiencies that they're going to face for the uh, upcoming 2023 season. Falcons, you get twice. They're ranked 25th coming into the season. Um, you have the Seattle Seahawks ranked 24th. Detroit Lions, 27th. Texans, 26th. Chicago Bears, 30th. Um, Green Bay Packers, 31st. So that's already, what, almost half of your schedule where you're facing – rush defenses that are ranked well below league average for this upcoming season. I didn't also make this point coming into uh going back to Bryce Young. This wide receiving group is ranked 31st out of 32 teams for this upcoming season. Um, and I think that one thing that also helps uh, with the Miles Sanders prop is that the Carolina Panthers uh, offensive line ranks number 11th coming into this season. Uh, so that's a, a, one of their strong um, positional units for this upcoming season as well. So, and you take a look at Bryce Young, and I, and I know we're talking about Miles Sanders here, but they have a gauntlet of a schedule to start the season. So, um, again, for a guy that's done it um, more times than night and had a great offensive line last year with the Philadelphia Eagles, I think that he should be able to do this again. Again, we're only asking him to get a thousand here, especially add plus money here. So, uh, I co-sign that here with you, Rod. Uh, Chris, thoughts on Miles Sanders? Yeah, another cosign here as well. You just take a look back at his, and just not like at, at the last couple of years, but just in general, even a couple of years that he ran in 2000, 2021, when he was playing for, for the Eagles, I mean, he only played 12 games and, and still got, you know, like really close to this number, 857 and 750 as well. Uh, so, you know, you give him the extra games. Uh, now, of course, we have 17 games instead of 16. And uh, yeah, I think this number is, uh, you know, completely doable. Also, you just look at, you look at his average. This dude, like, he goes out there and gets big chunks at a time. Um, career average of five yards yeah. per carry. And that's what you're looking for if you're looking for a thousand yard rusher. So yeah, I would, I would only be able to agree with you guys on this one. All right. Before we get over to Chris's player prop number two here, we are 
officially what three days away, two days away from August almost being over. And you guys know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football teams over on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is do one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're also brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out the SGP on SGP Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's Patreon pick is all in week one of college football. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. To get all the details, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my man. What do you got? So let's go wide receiver. <laughs> we, 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 we're talking about unders. Let's just keep going with him. I'm, uh, I'm looking at Mr. Mike Evans, who I love. I, I love uh, Mike Evans a lot. He's one of my, one of my favorites, one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. And, uh, you know, really, really cool, interesting story about, you know, just his life in general. I, I really like Mike Evans story and everything that he is, but, but the player prop is the under I'm going under on his touchdowns. Uh, the number is five and a half. And I love that. I can get that as get this at plus money. Uh, it's plus 105 over on Caesars. I looked at check just a few hours ago. Uh, and it's for a f- couple different reasons. So last season, you look at this Tampa Bay offense, and they struggled. 25th in, in yards uh, per play, 25th in points, score per game, and you lose arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, most people would say in Tom Brady. And replacing them with Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, uh, is it, it won't be the same. Let's just say it won't be the same. You know, I, I don't think it'll be the same at all. Uh, you also you just look at you look at what um, Mike Evans did um, last year. He had just six touchdowns with Brady, um, you know, and of course we asked him to to replicate that this year. You also got Chris uh, Chris Godwin in there that'll go that's going to compete for for yards and, and touchdowns as well. A quote that came out from um, the offensive coordinator and training camp said that they'll that this Tampa Bay team will focus on running the football and getting back to that 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 brand of football just a tad bit more. Uh, and then you just look at some of his numbers. He averaged just 4-point yards, 4.8 uh, catches in 65.5 yards per game before he had that big Week 17 performance where he had 10 catches for 207 yards uh, to, to kind of go over his, his projected uh, yards mark last year. And that's what kind of happened with Brady. It would be big games and it would be, you know, not so big games. Then you take a look at Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has has really struggled to get his wide receivers a lot of touchdowns, right? So going back to the 2020 season, uh, that was Baker's last full season. He threw 17 touchdowns, but none of his wide receivers had more than six. Uh, Kareem Hunt actually had five at the running back position. Then you fast forward to the next year, 2021, um, he played 14 games. He threw 17 touchdowns again. 
None of his wide receivers have more than four. Uh, you go back to 2019, where is where you'll find a wide receiver actually go over this number, and it was uh, Jarvis Landry who actually had six on the dot. And he played in all 16 games, uh, you know, to be able to clear this number. So for all of those reasons, um, I like uh, I like Mike Evans to go to go under. I want to say one more thing. He also uh, I checked yesterday. He actually is dealing with a growing injury as well. We never wish you know prolonged injuries on anybody, but. If we know that there's an injury that can kind of linger in the NFL, it's definitely those lower leg ones, like a groin. So, um, yeah, well wishes to Mike Evans this year. I just need him to stay under six touchdowns, and I think he'll do that this year. So give me the under uh, five and a half, you know, like I said, over on seasons, you can get it at plus money, plus 105. Well, you uh, asked for all the well wishes, and I'm going to have to need all those well wishes for Mike Evans because I took the over on his receiving yards for this upcoming season at 850 and a half. Now, you take a look at this number. He's gone at least 1,000 in every single season in his career, right? And again, like you talked about, Chris, that it's been the quarterbacks that he's kind of had uh, throughout his career, right? Jameis Winston, we know that he can sling it. Uh, Tom Brady, he had him for the two years there, obviously, I think for sure is the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that at least for this upcoming season, I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be playing from behind a lot. Um, And that's only going to propel them to throw the football. And that's where guys like Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans do come in. Um, So let's hope that he's not getting the touchdowns because it seems like that Baker Mayfield likes to distribute the football to you know, all the skill position players that he has, including uh, the running back position. You mentioned it, right? Kareem Hunt, when I believe that he was with the Cleveland Browns, um, Jarvis Landry is only able to get six, but there's, there's, I think enough weapons um, on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that uh, Baker Mayfield would distribute that football and not really go to Mike Evans, because we know historically he is a, a big target in the red zone, but um I think that, yeah, this might be a season where we may not get a full year from Mike Evans. I think that if he plays in the realm of 12 to 14 games, he can definitely still get over this number of uh, his receiving yards. But, I mean, for a guy that's done it every single season in his career, and we know about the injuries that he's also dealt with throughout his career. It hasn't been, you know, one year or two years. I think there's been something always lingering with Mike Evans, but he's always performed at a very high level, at least getting the yardage. Um, and again, I, I also do agree about the touchdowns here as well, because again, when you talk about Baker Mayfield, like I mentioned, he likes to shoot with the, the football. He doesn't, it seems like he doesn't have a favorite target when he's playing at the quarterback position. So, um, like you mentioned, right, Chris Godwin is still there. You have guys coming out of the backfield for this team as well. So, um, yeah, I, I agree about the Mike Evans one, and, and I'm going to go with the with the over 815 and a half receiving yards for for a wide receiver that's done it every single year. Uh, in his career. And again, like I mentioned, I think the key handicap for me is going to be that the Buccaneers are going to be playing from behind a lot uh, this upcoming season, where their win total, I believe, is only at six and a half for this upcoming season here, Rod. Thoughts on generally Mike Evans um, for the upcoming season, both his receiving yards and touchdowns, Rod? I think they both could hit. I think both of you guys could hit this mark and, and very easily at that. But could you imagine Mike Evans in like Tom Brady's prime? Like if Tom Brady and, and my, yeah, that, oof. I feel like Mike Evans has been wasted. Aaron Rodgers so and Devontae bad. Adams X. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just I feel like Mike <laughs> Evans has been wasted on so many, so many good bad quarterbacks. But yeah, I definitely think both of those could hit. And and really honestly, they're gonna need Mike Evans. They really will. They need him to be able to catch the ball well and they need him to be able to play well to to get this uh to get this team through a rough patch. Rod, take us over to player prop number three, my friend. What do we got? 
It would not be me if I did not turn to a defensive stat, and I'm going to take the honey badger, right, Tyron Matthew. Uh, his his interception total is at two and a half. Uh, what? I, I mean, listen, I'm taking the <laughs> over on this one. This is my over. This is my optimistic over on, on uh, the honey badger getting at least three interceptions because he has done so in each of his last four seasons. 2019, he had four. 2020, he had six. 2021, he had three. Last year, he had three. So even in the most dire of circumstances uh, with with the Saints, right? It was not not good Saints team, but he still managed to get three interceptions uh, playing all 17 games. The dude's a beast. And listen, you talk, we talked about that youth movement, right, at quarterback for this division. He's going to be facing guys like Ritter. Now, Ritter didn't throw an interception last season, believe it or not. If you look back, it's strange to think. He didn't throw many touchdowns, but he didn't throw an interception either. But... He gets Baker Mayfield. Holy cow, Baker Mayfield. That's like the pinata that just keeps giving um, as far as interceptions are concerned. Eight interceptions last season, 13 the year before in 14 games. He threw eight interceptions, Baker Mayfield, in 12 games last season. Eight in 16 with the Browns, 21 in 2019, 14 the year before that. I mean, granted, he may not throw that many there, but Kyle Trask is there. Kyle Trask is a young quarterback. He'll throw some uh, interceptions. Bryce Young got to think you're baiting that rookie into throwing some interceptions to you and they get he gets what six what how many six cracks at those guys yeah i mean that's that's an easy he should probably do that within the division get three interceptions that should be the prop uh not just overall but uh yeah i definitely like him to get his three interceptions this year at least if not more but uh you can find this one at uh minus 125 it's juiced a little bit but that's because i don't know why they set the if they set it at three and a half I might balk a little bit and I, I might take the under on that one because he's had exactly three in each of the last couple of years. But you set this to two and a half. Again, he's had some pretty rough goes of it in some some secondaries that especially in Kansas City too. that secondary was giving up everything uh, and he still managed to get three interceptions. So I, I like Tyrone Matthew to get over two and a half interceptions uh, at minus one twenty five. Yeah, I mean, look, when 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 uh, Tyron Matthew is he- uh, healthy, the Honey Badger, I mean, he, he's going to get the interceptions, right? He's done this in four straight seasons, uh, dating back to his days, uh, three years that he was with Kansas City in his first season last year with the uh, New Orleans, um, I almost said Pelicans there, Chris, but New Orleans Saints uh, for uh, uh, last season. And again, Rod, it's it. I think that you nail the handicap is that you're facing young quarterbacks within this division, right? You get a crack at Baker Mayfield twice. You get Desmond Ritter twice. You get uh, Bryce Young twice. And that's just within the division. And like I mentioned, when we were talking about um, the Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is that a lot of these teams are going to be, uh, quarterbacks are going to be playing from behind. Obviously, you have to throw the football. And that all uh, propels you to have more opportunities to intercept the football. So, I mean, he's been a ball hog going back to his days at LSU. So there's no, you know, I'm not going to deny it again. The one season that he was there with the Texans, uh, this guy, you know, plays with his heart on his sleeve. There's no question about it. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. That three, or sorry, at two and a half, uh, needing three, it does seem a little conservative here for Tyron Matthews, especially the state of this division only. But we still have, oh, what, uh, 11 more games outside of the division that he has an opportunity to get this done. And so, yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, am behind you on this one here. Uh, Chris thoughts on uh, Tarn Matthew. Yeah, I think, I think you guys nailed it again. The only thing I'll add is 
it was a lot of turnover with this thing secondary. So I don't mm. think a lot of t- I don't think a lot of teams going to be scared of them, and they just going to be throwing the ball up there, and that gives them more of an opportunity, right? It's not like this Revis Allen, you know, from from about five six years ago, right? They're they're going to be testing these these cornerbacks, and he's going to come over and and you know be helping and be in the right place at the right time, which is what he has done for the majority of his, well, pretty much all his career. Like you said, you know, you can going back to the LSU days, so I would only play this one over as well. Uh, Rod also mentioned a great point of just being able to play these young quarterbacks so many times, man. That, if you, if you, I don't know how I overlooked this. I, I didn't see the number, but but I think it's perfect, right? Everything kind of goes hand to hand, and uh, young quarterbacks play like young quarterbacks do, and uh, you know, quarterbacks are testing this this Saints secondary. This this should easily go over the number for you, right? Chris, take us over to your last player problem, man. What do you got? So I actually got an over. I got it over and I'm going back to the wide receiver position and I'm looking at Chris, Chris Olave. Uh, you, you, that's your guy too, you know? Uh, yeah, that's, that's my last player prop as well, man. Okay. Yeah. We always kind of do this, you know? So receiving <laughs> yards, uh, th- just, just at a thousand, thousand and a half. So we just need him to get, you know, just clear the thousand mark. Um, you do want to shop around. It is a thousand fifty and a half over on Caesar. So definitely make sure you get in the best line. DK yep. is where I saw it. Not really juiced at all. Minus one ten. Yep. Um, you just look at I just looked at where, you know, what 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 is going to be consistent from last year was a big part of it. You know, so they he ranked 21st uh, amongst all wide receivers and targets last year, which he which he garnered 25.6 percent of the Saints targets over his uh, 15 games that he did play in. Um, you got Derek Carr coming over and, you know, I kind of went back and looked at Derek Carr's history. He's had at least. 1,000 yard receiver yep. in his last four seasons. I don't know if I took that out your notepad or not, you know, but uh, but yeah, he's had at least you know one 1,000 uh yard receiver over his last four seasons. And Agave, he cleared this last year on just his rookie season, and he had Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston and yeah. Taysom Hill throwing him the ball. So, so I, you know, I like it a, a, a whole lot more. Uh, 119 targets in his rookie year, um, 72 receptions, and only his first season. And, you know, I, I kind of thought about Michael Thomas being the biggest threat. But in my opinion, you know, this guy, not even my opinion, but he's still injury prone. Right. Yeah. Um, his projection is only 650 yards. And he's like I mentioned at the top of the broadcast. He's only played 10 games in the last two years. So plus he's 30 now and he has those lower body, you know, leg injuries that aren't going to help him at this stage in his career. So um, for all of those reasons, I really like um, Chris to go over. The only other point I want to mention, you know, is that. Um, there was a meeting, I think, with uh, John Gruden and some of the uh, some of the, the head coaches and general managers, and he said that Derek Carr does his best work when he's not chucking the ball down the field, but when he's playing in in the middle of the field, right? Comeback routes, slants. Yeah. And if you go back and watch any of the tape, or you remember, you know, any of Chris's catches last year, he he's a legit route runner. Like he's a possession receiver. He runs a lot of comeback routes, a lot of ends. He doesn't mind taking the hit. He has really good hands. He's 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 of course he's fast. He can you know run past you as well. So um, I like that. You know if I think he goes over the thousand yard mark with, with Derek Carr being there in his first season. I was really shocked. I honestly see this number, Chris, because obviously, like we stated earlier, that I, I'm, this is my last player prop as well. Is everything that you mentioned, right? Like Derek Carr's had that thousand yard receiver uh, four straight seasons, six out of the last eight years, he's had that. Um, and and again, he got it done last year with the three quarterbacks, like you mentioned, for the Saints team. And um, for Chris Olave in this offense, is going to be exciting to see. I think he's definitely the number one, right? Michael Thomas is good to see him back on the field. 
but there's still the chance that he does get traded as well. I think that that that's always a possibility with Mike uh, like with Mike Thomas because that was in the in in the rumor wheel. I want to say last season for uh, for for Michael Thomas. So, um, and again, this is a division where you don't have the greatest pass defenses. Um, Derek Carr has proven, like you mentioned, that he's had that uh, thousand yard receiver. Uh, in four straight years, I think Chris Olave is going to be that guy this upcoming season for him. Um, and I think this is going to be another big year for Chris Olave. So at thousand uh, receiving yards, we need one thousand one receiving yard here from Chris Olave. I think he gets it done again. And exactly everything that Chris said is pretty much what I had in my notes as well. So I'm not going to regurgitate everything. Uh, Rod, uh, Chris Olave for this upcoming year. What do you think? So I don't think that this this team is going to be as run heavy as it was in the past. I know they got Jamal Williams, and I, yeah. I understand that he's a, a decent running back in and of his own right. But with Kamara and, and that nonsense behind them, it's just I, I don't know that they're going to run it nearly as much as they, they will. And for Derek Carr, who's 4,000-yard passer in so many of his career years, you know, he could support having Olave over a thousand yards and still have Michael Thomas somewhere in the vicinity, if not over himself, right? It's, it's not as if he can't support 2000 yard receivers. It's a tall task to ask, but um, I, I think you're right. I think that we're starting to see the shift now. It, this is becoming Olave's team uh, as far as the receiver position and what better way to do it than to bring in Derek Carr so that he's young enough to kind of build up that camaraderie too, for a little while as well. And we know that Derek Carr, absolutely loves himself a number one uh, wide receiver, right? I mean, Devontae Adams, all those years in Fresno State, those two were inseparable. So he needs somebody like that. He didn't find anybody like that in Las Vegas. Uh, really, uh, you know, Darren Waller was about the closest thing he had to it. And Darren Waller got over a thousand yards. So, um, yeah, I definitely think Olave stands a good chance of, of reaching that mark. And, you know, this this shouldn't even be close, obviously. Yep. All right. So that is our last round of player props. Uh, one order of business left before we wrap up this episode. That's going to be our best bets for this NFC South division. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off with your best bet for the NFC South? What do you got? Well, I think I'll take the Miles Sanders 1000 regular uh, regular season rushing yards because I like it again. It's at plus 135. It just makes sense to take the thousand yards rather than the 925 and pay juice for it. If you're going to invest your money, at least make something at the end of the year. Uh, that that's that's respectable. So yeah, give me Miles Sanders, thousand regular season rushing yards. Again, young quarterbacks, young team, they're gonna need to have him go off, and I think he can. Love it, uh, Chris. Best bet. Uh, give me the plus money one as well. Mike Evans under five and a half uh, touchdowns. Uh, like I said, plus one hundred five over on Caesars. And I just like this. Like I said, they, they they struggled to score last year. I expect them to struggle just a tad bit more losing Tom Brady as well this year. Uh, and I, I think Tampa just struggles, you know, overall. So uh, maybe nobody on this team ends with, with six touchdowns. Um, and hopefully Mike Evans can stay healthy, you know, so he can go over your receiving yards. But just just stay under. You can, you can finish at five touchdowns, maybe even four. But let's not get six. <laughs> uh <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, all right, for my best bet, um, man, I like obviously all three of these. Let's go, Chris Olave, man. I just feel like this number is way too conservative. I know Chris co-signs this as well. So, um, again, we talked about it with Derek Carr having that thousand-yard receiver four straight seasons, six out of the last eight seasons uh, when he's been the quarterback uh, for the Raiders. Uh, and I think that Chris Olave again is going to be that guy we talked about. We're not sure what we're going to get out of Mike Thomas if he's number one. He's going to be able to stay healthy. 
or even be on this team when it comes to the trade deadline um, in the NFL. But Chris Olave proved it last year. We talked about the quarterbacks that he had last season, three different quarterbacks, and he was still able to get it done. Now you have some consistency with Derek Carr uh, at that quarterback position for the Saints. And more times than not, that Derek Carr has been healthy uh, in his career. And again, I think that that chemistry is just only going to get better uh, for those two this upcoming season. So, I mean, if your book allows you to ladder this number up, I can definitely see a season uh, where Chris Olave gets 1,200 receiving yards uh, this upcoming season for the New Orleans Saints offense. So my best bet, uh, Chris Olave, over 1,000 uh, and a half receiving yards uh, for this upcoming season for the New Orleans Saints. And that is going to wrap up division number seven. Seven down, one to go. We have, I believe, the AFC North uh, remaining uh, as our last division. And again, that's probably the most uh, exciting division, uh, in my opinion, uh, for this upcoming season. A lot of great talent, a lot of great teams, a lot of great quarterbacks. Uh, in that division, but that is going to be our last one. So we'll be back around Wednesday uh, for that one. But again, if you haven't already listened to the previous six, including this one, now number seven, go back and do so. Get down on some of these player props with us. Hopefully we can put some more money in your uh, guys' pockets for this upcoming NFL season. But Rod, anything else we want to mention before we get out of here, my man? Nope. Uh, just follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on. NASCAR gambling podcast is cooking. Hey, and if you haven't gotten to the F1 gambling podcast, you need to Cody hit a 28 to one and a 33 to one on the same day on the same card. We are dishing out some heaters over on the F1 gambling podcast. So make sure you go check that out. A lot of fun, a lot of good racing still left in the season. So, um, you know, if you want a little break from the NFL, I know it's a, it's a big chore, but uh, get over there to the NASCAR gambling and the F1 gambling podcast. Uh, he said they're starting to cook. I mean, what's left now to hit 100 to one? I mean, Jesus, that day comes. I, I don't know, man. But yeah, they are uh, barbecue chickening over there uh, for the uh, uh, NASCAR and the F1. So definitely check them out uh, if you want more winners. Chris, anything else we need to mention before we get out of here, my man? Nah, not at all. You know, like you said, just follow me on Twitter at Crispy Cap and two P's, two N's. Uh, pleasure doing the show with you guys as always. Looking for uh, looking forward to what, what is it? You know, if you, AFC North. AFC North for our final AFC division, North, at least for, for season-long player props. Yeah, for season-long player props, man, coming up soon. Um, like you said, you know, hopefully we gave out some winners, man. I love that we are, you know, kind of bouncing ideas off each other. We do our own homework. We come together, and and they all kind of align. So, so hopefully we're, you know, all reading reading the board well. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, like I mentioned, seven down, one to go, and then next week we'll come up with something fun before the season starts. Um, and then uh, before we know it, Thursday night football, week one between the Lions and the Chiefs will be here. We'll give out our player props for game one, and of course, we'll uh, be on regular schedule for the regular season. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Also, also make sure to follow uh, the NFL Gambling Podcast, of course, and the uh, PropCast here as well. If you haven't left us a rating and review, uh, please do it and go uh, do so for us. We greatly appreciate whether you listen on Spotify, whether that's on Apple, or whether you watch us live on YouTube. And again, make sure to subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast um, on YouTube if you haven't done it already. We'll be going uh, six days a week uh, during the regular season uh, between player props, uh, game picks, recap show, uh, looking ahead to uh, lines, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully we do make some more money this upcoming season on the PropCast and also the NFL Gambling Podcast. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday 
for our last division of season-long player props. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.